Police in Alabama have released tragic details about a teenager with a gun. Those details live from CBS's Vicki Barker. The 911 call came late last night. The 14-year-old caller said he was at home hearing gunfire upstairs. When police got to the house in the town of Elkmont, they found three people dead and two others so seriously wounded they would later die in the hospital. And then the teen told them he was the shooter. He'd killed his father, his stepmother, and three siblings. And if he told the police why, they aren't saying. Deborah. An Alaska Airlines employee triggers panic and chaos at Newark Airport with suspicions over two passengers who were ready to board a flight. She started screaming, evacuate, evacuate, evacuate. So everyone just took off in a mad scramble and everybody was running. People were crying, left their luggage. Officials say the men were questioned and allowed to continue on with their travels. S&P futures are down 16, Dow futures off 196. This is CBS News. Behind every moment shared with the ones you love is a plan that helped make it happen. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Welcome to this guided meditation brought to you by MassMutual. Imagine your dream retirement. Perhaps you're opening a coffee shop. A wave of relaxation washes over you as you smell coffee beans roasting. Hashtag blessed. You feel at peace. (sighs) This is how it feels to have a retirement plan. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Securities and advisory services offered through MML Investor Services, a MassMutual subsidiary. Hey, sweetie, it's Mom. I know you and Bobby have only been dating for two days, but I still think we should all celebrate. Oh, we can do margaritas at Chili's. They've got that fancy one of the month for five bucks, which is like just as many days as your last relationship. (laughs) Funny, right? Talk soon. Come into Chili's now for our $5 margarita of the month. It's the perfect reason to catch up with friends or celebrate whatever. Together, we Chili's. Available at participating restaurants only. Prices may vary in Hawaii and Alaska. Must be 21 to consume alcohol. Drink responsibly. An unlikely demise in a barnyard down under. A woman in Australia was collecting eggs from her chicken coop when a rooster's beak reportedly pecked her. The peck was so hard that it punctured a varicose vein and caused her to bleed to death. By nipping the 76-year-old, the bird triggered a significant hemorrhage, causing her to collapse. An autopsy showed two small, deep cuts on her leg. One was above a large varicose vein. The incident has prompted a public warning of the hidden dangers of seemingly harmless animals, especially for the elderly. Matt Piper, CBS News. Kristen Stewart hasn't kept her sexuality a secret. I'm posting SNL and I'm like so gay, dude. The actress tells Harper's Bazaar UK she was once told she might get a highly lucrative Marvel movie if she refrained from public PDA with her girlfriend. Two and a half years after that Saturday Night Live stint, Stewart says she's been approached by movie makers trying to convince her to sign on to films about her sexuality. She says the world's becoming incredibly ambiguous. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Are you more than $10,000 in debt? Feel like you're on a never-ending treadmill, staying in one place and never getting ahead with those minimum payments? You feel like there's no way out? Don't let the credit card companies bully you anymore. There are programs in place to help you get free of your debt, and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get debt-free in months instead of decades. Get off the debt treadmill and stop the harassment. Get free of credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and medical bills. Call now at 800-899-8922 for free information. For about 10 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, too. Get off the endless cycle without having to declare bankruptcy. You'll have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call Total Financial now at 800 899 8922. That's 800 899 8922. Hi, I'm Kim, and this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. show. It's really. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. 
All kids have superpowers. Court-appointed special advocates are community volunteers who advocate for children who are in foster care. For foster children, CASA volunteers help unlock their superpowers by building resilience and speaking up for kids. Support their effort by signing up for the Superhero Run. Learn more at www.athenscasa.org. Integrated Services for Behavioral Health is the preeminent behavioral health organization in Southeast Ohio. It's an organization of over 300 like-minded individuals that provide services to some of the most vulnerable populations, believing in the resiliency of the individual. If you provide good services, if you care about the individual and you value communities, the opportunities are endless. Alpine Heating and Cooling is a local, veteran-owned HVAC contractor providing you comfort with their best guaranteed prices, 24-7 emergency service, 10-year warranties on new systems, and free estimates. Alpine, with a Y, uses quality products from top brands like Ream and LG. Call them at 740-591-2777 or email bill at alpinehvac.com. Alpine Heating and Cooling, helping you stay cool and drop it like it's hot. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH, Southeast Ohio. What a difference an hour can make. An hour ago, we had very thick fog here in the uh, river basin. You know, the river's just uh, a couple hundred yards away from our radio station. Now it's all gone. At least in our neighborhood. It may be elsewhere yet. I've only seen it that thick a few times. In driving to work, when I got up to the hilltop, like um, where, um, what would that be? Columbia passes over... uh, Route 33 to Stroud's Run, you know, you pop out into nothingness and all this uh, cottony fog, clouds, whatever you want to call it, down in the basin. Really quite a spectacular sight. Anyway, good morning. It's a uh, free-for-all edition, a Tuesday free-for-all edition, Uh, really starting the week, it seems like, but uh, of course, yesterday was the holiday and we had a musical tribute to Labor Day, I'm sure, and um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, word about upcoming programs. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Jeff DeBelko will be our guest. He's a professor up at the uh, Voinovich um, School. Um, he's a, uh, he is so well-versed in many topics the environment, biodiversity, peace building, security, all sorts of things. Quite a remarkable um, uh, fellow we have in our community. So Jeff DeBelko, we'll learn about um, many of the things he's been involved in and and believes in and that sort of thing uh, tomorrow. Then on Thursday, Jean Demosky will be joining us. She is, of course, the executive director of our Athens County Job and Family Services. So um, uh, that's that's coming up Wednesday and Thursday. Today is Tuesday, though. Feels like the start of a week for me. I did have the holiday. Uh, the nature of our business. My phone. I need to just silence it here. Let me get that. Uh, oh, I see what's going on. Okay. Uh, I better not silence it. I need to be aware of that. <clears throat> anyway, uh, station business, that is. Um, where was I? I sort of lost my train of thought. Uh, it doesn't matter, I guess. Um, so, it is um, what feels like a Monday, but it's truly a Tuesday. It is the third day of September already. Remarkable. I have um, a Skyline Locusts tree in my front yard that's mature and I have one that got badly 
injured uh, in one of our storms this summer, and the whole top of it cracked off, had to be removed, and I left the um, the stump or the, um, oh, it's probably a five-foot trunk, maybe six-foot tall, and it has just sprung out with new stuff. But the point is, skyline locusts uh, have these tiny little leaves, right? And that's one of the things I like about them because you don't have to rake them. They just sort of disappear. Well, it has nearly, the mature one has nearly dropped every leaf now, (laughs) which tells you fall is fast approaching. Uh, And I've got some other trees that are starting to show a little color, even though it's only the third day of September. Let's see, um, it is um, the 246th day now of the year, 119 remain. Our highlight in history, uh, this particular one says, uh, from Associated Press that is, says uh, September 3rd, 1943, Allied forces invaded Italy during World War II, of course, the same day Italian officials signed a secret armistice with the Allies. So that's the one that Associated Press picked for today. They do list dozens of others, other things that happen on this date, and then I bring in a separate report, which does as well. Um, Let's see here. The thought for the day, this is from Pauline Kale, K-A-E-L, who was an American movie critic, um, oh, mercy. Can you think of the name of the famous movie critic, the woman? Gene Shalit? Well, then, no, that's he's a male. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, let me, first of all, let me turn on your oh, microphone. Okay. My, my mistake. Good morning. Good morning. Um, no, I'm talking way back. And she was kind of a, a columnist and movie critic and... Um, gossip columnist, that sort of thing. <sighs> yes. Well, we'll think about I this. got it on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think of who it is. Pauline Kale was very similar, but never got the top spot, if you will. Anyway, her thought comes like this. In the arts, the critic is the only independent source of information. The rest is advertising. Well, I think that's a little self-serving, Pauline. But anyway, in the arts, the critic is the only independent source of information. The rest is advertising. All right. Finding one here is is, uh, Hedda Hopper. Yes, thank you. Could be that. That's it. Okay. Um, (laughs) When we first got hope... From the uh, friends of the shelter and the foster family and everything, I was trying to think of creative names, and I, th- I almost named her Hedda Hopper because when she walks, she hops mm-hmm. because of missing a leg, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And when she runs, she runs full tilt, and you can't tell she's missing a leg. But when she's just walking, there's a little bit of a hop. But I decided to respect uh, the organization that had done so much for her. And so we kept the name Hope. Anyway. She is a beauty. Oh, we are super tight. All right. Let's see here. Birthdays. Uh, let's look at this list first. <coughs> Actress Pauline Collins, 79. Valerie Perrette. Perrin, right? I think it is. 76. It's funny, you can see someone and name their, uh, you know, a picture, and you can name their name. But as soon as you see it in print, then you go, eh, did I do it right? Yeah, or does it look right or something. Something's not looking right here. Anyway, uh, who else here? 
Steve Sharipa, uh, an actor, 62. Uh, actor Costas Mandalore, 54. Actor Charlie Cheen, Charlie Cheen, Sheen. Boy, that's hard to say. Looking at an imprint, mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen. I can say it if I look at his face in in my head. You know. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Anyway, he's fifty four. Mm-hmm. Joel Johnson, another actor, forty one. Nick Weschler, forty one, also. Actress Christine Woods, 36. Uh, Sean White, the Olympic gold medal snowboarder, right? Yes. 33. Anyway, that's a few of those. Um, By the way, oh, shucks. Where's my phone? I got to look it up. My memory being what it is. Um, let's see here. Contacts. And I'm going to look in Bucyrus. B-U-C-Y. No, Bucyrus. How is that? Do you remember? How is what? Bucyrus spelled? B-U-C-Y-R-U-S. Okay. Nothing showing. Well, anyway, who's the young guy, um, snowboarder, I think, who got so many medals at the last Winter Olympics? His father and I are great friends, and I can't think of his name for the grand, you know, that's one of those things with age. Um, oh, well. It's not coming to me either. Bucyrus Snowboard. That's how I would uh, Google it. Uh, Kyle Mack? Mm-mm. No? No. Let's see. Showing Sean White, Jamie Anderson. This guy was the, in the Olympics. Let's oh, well. see if we can find it. Doesn't matter, I guess. Just trivia. So I'll set that over there. Uh, Today is National Another Look Unlimited Day. What does that mean? National Another Look Unlimited Day. It's also National Welsh Rarebit Day. And U.S. Bowling League Day. But I don't understand National Another Look Unlimited Day. But who am I? Um, Let's see, other points in uh, history here. In year 301, San Marino, one of the smallest nations in the world and the world's oldest republic, still in existence, founded by St. Marinus. How many countries are there? It's in like the two to three hundred zone, right? Uh, probably. Let's see here. Now, you see San Marino. Uh, I did not. How many? 195 that are recognized by the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Well, San Marino, I've heard of it many times, but I didn't really recall that it was a nation unto itself. Anyway. Let's see. United Nations, let's see, it recognizes 241 countries and territories. The U.S., however, officially recognizes fewer than 200 nations. Uh, they say ultimately the best answer is that there are 196 countries in the world recognized by the UN. Remarkable. Yes. 1783, Treaty of Paris signed on this date. 
in Paris, imagine that, ends the American Revolutionary War between Great Britain and the United States. Year 1900, with the proclamation by General Lord Roberts, Britain annexes the Boer Republic of South Africa. 1939, on this date, World War II, Britain declares war on Germany after invasion of Poland. France follows six hours later, quickly joined by Austria, New Zealand, South Africa, and Canada. 
they got a story about Peter O'Toole years ago who, toward the end of his career, was um, played a part in a play, and they just ripped it apart. They didn't think much of his performance that time. Um, let's see here. I'm, what did I do with... Um, I had a report. Oh, there it is. Okay. We'll get to that. In fact, let's do it now. Okay, so the Wallet Hub. You hear me talk about these reports that I get from some friends that have a very respectable um, research company. So this is called uh, the 2019's Best and Worst Cities to Drive In. Now, as uh, as many of you know, I think I've mentioned it on the air. Um, my wife, Pat, is out visiting our son, Paul, in California for three weeks. We're about halfway through that, uh, uh, that event. Um, you know, driving in Southern California, Los Angeles, um, particularly San Diego, of course, <coughs> even San Francisco, is a real challenge. You can't get anywhere fast. Unless you know um, you know, alternative ways. Mm-hmm. Where you're going and how to get there. Uh, but if you if you rely on the interstates, uh, you are going to just, um, you know, you're going to be wall-to-wall, 30 miles an hour tops. It's really a, quite a challenge. So they published their report. So in their teaser report, they listed the top 10. Okay, they did the top, they did 100 cities. There we go. So the top 10 in the bottom 10 of the 100. Okay, so we might guess where the more difficult cities are, right? Uh, We would try, yes. I think that's easier than trying to guess the best ones. So, um, I don't agree with this based upon my years in Hawaii, but Honolulu came in 91st. But I am told it is a much different place than when I lived there. So it, it could be. So 99 is the, the worst, next to the worst? Honolulu was 91st. 91st, okay. Okay, so it's the, the first of the worst 10. Okay, got it. <laughs> yep, got it. Or last <laughs> of the first 10. Yeah, the worst 10. To my amazement, New York City is next. It is not at the worst level. Okay, all right. Los Angeles is 93rd. That's surprising. Seattle, 94th. This one does not surprise me. Washington, D.C., 95th. Mm -hmm. Newark, New Jersey, 96th. San Francisco, 97th. Philadelphia, 98th. Oakland, California, 99th. And Detroit, Michigan, dead last. The worst. That's not what I would have expected. I didn't think Detroit would be great, but I didn't expect it to be dead last. Yeah. Not surprising that the Bay Area there, Oakland, San Francisco, both in the last 10. Okay, so let's go with uh, what are the best places. Okay. Um. So starting at number 10, working our way up to number 1. Greensboro, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Boise, Idaho. Corpus Christi, Texas. Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama, Winston-Salem. It is, I, it's the one I have the most knowledge of so far. Uh, Winston-Salem is really easy to get around. Uh, Tampa, Florida. Again, I know that one. It's good. 
Lincoln, Nebraska, Orlando is number two, and Raleigh is number one. And again, Orlando and Raleigh I have good knowledge of, would agree. They're very easy to get around. So then I got to thinking, well, what, you know, they say they used, uh, what, where did I find this? Uh, 20, 30, 30 different key metrics, okay? So what are some of them? Uh, by the way, Columbus ranked 45th, Cincinnati 55th. I was going to ask eventually. I thought you would get to those. And I didn't... Um, I didn't look carefully to see if Toledo or any other city from Ohio was in there, but I did find I I always look for Columbus, and while in doing so, I noticed Cincinnati was just a little bit lower. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, some of these metrics. Uh, so, people commuting to work, right? The fewest annual hours in traffic congestion per auto commuter. That's one thing. Number of car thefts. Okay. I wouldn't have thought of that, but sure. Average gasoline price per gallon. Average parking rate. So you see, really, they think this thing pretty through, uh, pretty well through. So let me. So finally, I thought, well, why not bring in the full report? All right. So now I've got it. You have a city you want me to look for? Um, well, Columbus was one. Cincinnati was one. How about Cleveland? Okay, let's see. Just to stay in Ohio, and then um, Cleveland, as I recall, was uh, lower. By lower, I mean not as pleasant to drive in. Um, and I'm just curious. Here it is. It's eighty fifth. Eighty fifth. All right, so it's down there. And uh, I, I can tell you I was in Cleveland Friday. Oh, yes. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that uh, as well here in a bit. Okay, now, here are some of the findings. Lowest and highest annual hours spent in congestion per auto commuter. So Fort Wayne has the fewest hours you would spend in a car. Boston has the most. How about the rainfall? Las Vegas has the least. Buffalo, New York, the most. And rains do affect travel, right? Or commuting and all that. Yes. How about um, accidents? Boise, Idaho, the least. Baltimore, Maryland, the most. Car thefts. Gilbert, Arizona, with the fewest. Although I might add, New York makes number three. But do you realize how, relative to the population, how few people have cars in New York City? Yeah, I I was thinking about that when you had them on the list there. A lot of people... You know, take cabs and walk, trains, commuters. Highest car thefts, Albuquerque. Most auto repair shops per capita, Las Vegas. Least, Boston. Most car washes per capita, Las Vegas. Least, Laredo, Texas. Lowest average gas prices, San Antonio. Highest, San Francisco. Lowest auto maintenance costs, Jacksonville, Florida. Highest, Honolulu. And the last one I'll mention is the lowest parking rates, Corpus Christi. Highest, New York. And we knew that one. So you get the point. So, Speaking of parking, I don't know if I can get this story right. I hope I can. But uh, 
There's a story. I, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, the lady was going overseas, and she was in New York. She wanted to park somewhere there, and with the high parking fees there, she devised this plan. She went in to borrow a bunch of money from a bank. I think it was. And, of course, she took out the loan, got the money, and asked if uh, she could use their parking terminal. Of course, they said, well, yes, you know, she did business with them. So she was able to park her vehicle there. And she took the trip and was gone for a couple weeks, came back, returned all the money to the bank, and retrieved her car and didn't have to pay for parking. Now, I don't know if that is Probably true just or uh, not. interest, but it would have been much smaller than the cost of parking. Yeah. yeah. So they just let her park there for free. I thought, how genius, if that was a true story. You know, um, she didn't just that didn't is creative. To, yeah, certainly. just didn't want to park it anywhere. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Where should we turn next? Let's uh, let's look at uh, some stories that are in the news, of course. Oh, I I know I I know I had written down and then I put the page away a note, folks. I'd just like to tell you a little story about my weekend. Um, my wife is out of town in California visiting our middle child my stepson. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, on Friday night, there was a memorial service held for my first mother-in-law, a woman that I had a great deal of respect for. It was in Cleveland, more specifically in Chardon. In Chardon, uh, when her husband died back in uh, oh, 2001 or two, something like that. Um, I did not know Chardon very well yet. and uh, But someone said, go to the Bass Lake Tavern and Inn and book a room. That experience was so pleasant. This is an old historic inn and tavern. Two different buildings, but side <clears throat> tavern up front, the inn right behind it. The inn has all of 12 rooms. The rooms were spectacular. Uh, it is um, So it turns out that family uh, of, you know, we booked, um, I think, nine of the 12 rooms we had booked. Um, the Unitarian Church up there in Kirkland is where the service was held. Um, it started at 6.30 Friday evening. Following that, some friends of Doris, who had died, she was 97, I might add, um, made food and stuff for people to enjoy there at the church. It was a very moving experience. She was a great, great gal. Um, I shed a tear. I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, My son... Um, Nick, he choked up a good bit during his remarks. Um, there were fun stories, sweet stories, moving stories. It was a great celebration of her life. So then, you know, after that, we adjourned to the tavern, and they had put together a large table for the family. And I guess there were 10 or 12 of us there. And it was very pleasant to exchange 
funny stories, too. In this Bass Lake Inn, if you ever have a reason to go to Cleveland or the, that area anyway, I highly recommend it. It is so special. Chardon's special. All those neighborhoods in that region are really quite unique. Um, I, I think Pat and I'll probably take a trip up there just to take that in and go to the lake. You know, and the lake's not real close. But um, to see friends you hadn't seen in years. My first wife's uh, best friend all through high school and, and her years at Ohio State was a gal, Wendy. And... Um, Wendy and I got reacquainted, and it was so neat seeing her. She lives in basically Washington, D.C. now. Um, it was it, It's just those events are special. And, um, well, anyway, I just thought I'd have to mention it. All right, so back to the news. Um, where should we start? Dorian, I guess. That's the big one at the moment. Um, the hurricane, of course, is just clobbered Bermuda, right? Bahamas. Bahamas, thank yes. you. Bahamas. This thing is such a slow moving that it, once it does affect you, it's going to affect you for... 24, 36 hours. Right now, it's been stalled out uh, off the southeastern coast of Florida and sort of doing a little zigzagging thing. Uh, Not advancing, not retreating. It is currently a Category 4. It had been a Category 5. And at one point, the winds were if they had continued, would have been the second most powerful hurricane in the history, okay, of that uh, of the Atlantic. I but think they were something like 200 miles an hour, weren't they? Yes. Um, to, to reach that Category but, 5. But now, like 140, 145, still very powerful. Very um, serious. Yeah. I. They're just waiting to see how it may advance. They have all of these projected paths that it will follow. All of them will do damage. But... Um, it could have been worse. Not for the Bahamas. It, they got it full tilt. But uh, in terms of the United States coastline, it could have been worse. And it could get worse. We, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. But it won't really stop affecting our coast until probably late Thursday. Yeah, something like that. I think... Uh... Brian Hughes mentioned on his weather forecast that we may get some outer ring. Oh, yes. We'll have a Some precipitation and wind from that as it goes up the east coast. I have some friends in almost every region there that it's yep. hit. Uh, yep. And people that uh, are vacationing at uh, Myrtle Beach or the Outer Banks are going to Mm-hmm. have some effect on it. Yep. Uh, you know, the snowbirds that head to Florida after uh, mm-hmm. Labor Day, I think have obviously delayed their trips there. I know some people that just left the area and took a vacation to just to get out of there, but, you know, who knows what what they'll find when they get back. We had this uh, tragedy off California's coast. Oh, my goodness. With a... Um, yes. A scuba diving boat that's uh, larger than the typical scuba diving boat. It had uh, accommodations for people overnight. Um, And uh, the boat caught fire at night. 
And um, I don't really understand, but some of the exit ways were not openable. I just made up that word. They couldn't get them open. I don't know why that would be. But um, so um, at this point, it could be as high as 34 people died. There are, I think, nine missing at this moment. Um, but they're presumed dead. Um, years ago, this would have been... Well, we've been in the late 80s. No, the mid-80s. Um, our NAB board meeting was held in Kauai. The winter meeting. And one night I was uh, out exploring some of my places that I used to know in Kauai. And I noticed across the way a fire on the water. And I was... Uh, I saw a policeman with his lights on, kind of rushing to that general area. I went and joined him. We got on a boat and we went out, and there were three people that we rescued from a burning boat. These things happen to me all the time. I just jump in and get involved and help. Um... The boat, they were able to eventually put it out before it sank, but it was totally destroyed. Um, anyway, but these people off California's coast, not nearly so lucky, plus a much, much, much larger boat. I mean, when you think of, of a boat that has enough berths to uh, take care of 30 people, Actually, it's larger than that because the crew in two. Well, anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> I saw where uh, the, the crew was able to jump off. Yeah, you know, they're going to get some heat for that. Oh, yeah. Um, they took a, a lifeboat, a dinghy, I guess. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they jumped. They've been sleeping on the top deck, and they jumped off. They took a like a lifeboat, or what they referred to it as a dinghy, D-I-N-G-H-A-Y. Yeah, yeah. I H-Y. know the term. Yeah. And uh, they got to safety. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. You know, whether it's right or wrong. Right. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. saying there will be many parties that will speak unkindly of that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Titanic happening. We have um, some political drama in London. Boris Johnson, the new prime minister there, has threatened to call a snap general election if lawmakers from his conservative party defy him today by backing a measure to stop Britain from leaving the European Union without a deal. Um, I don't know. I guess those are kind of the highlights of the hard news stuff at the moment. We have about nine minutes remaining. Let's, let's take our look at AP here. So their lead story is indeed the hurricane. Their second story is the tra- tragic scuba diving thing. Uh, Brexit is their third so I I did it according to AP pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see. Their fourth story is where rising tensions could lead to confrontations. The U.S. Navy is trying to put together a new coalition to counter what it sees as a renewed maritime threat from Iran in the Persian Gulf. Experts say an accidental escalation of hostilities is a plausible scenario.
Oh, this West Texas rampage, shooting rampage, right? Hmm. We yeah. didn't mention that yet. Um, the bottom line is this guy scared a lot of people before he committed this act. Um, you know, couldn't he have been under more careful observation? I know that sounds like a tall order. Do you actually assign someone to follow him and watch him all the time? Yeah. How much money does that cost? Um, Then you uh, enter that gray area of possible harassment of an individual. Oh, I I know, I know, but But, on the other hand, yeah, it's difficult. Better to be safe than sorry. Some something like that. What else have I forgotten to bring up today? Once again, tomorrow, Jeff DeBelco, who's a professor uh, with the Voinovich School, will be talking about all sorts of topics: the environment, biodiversity, peace building, security. He's held a number of important positions. Um, His uh, background is remarkable. I'm looking forward to learning some things from him. I knew his dad pretty well, a professor at OU, uh, Dave DeBelco. He's a great guy. Played a lot of basketball with him. Just a just a super super guy. So the, so Jeff's a local guy. Yeah. Huh. Jeff is his uh, son. Didn't know that. I'm not sure. I th- I'm, I want to say Dave taught history, some somewhere in there, but political science, something like that. But uh, I. Frequently played uh, pickup basketball games with him at Grover Center when Grover Center used to be a, a basketball arena. <laughs> I remember. Jean Demosky will be on Thursday. She heads up our Athens County Job and Family Services operations. And so we'll get updated on that. And also, I think they have an open house coming up. So, um, uh, you know, those of you that may be curious about some of the things they do for many of the people in our county, yeah. this would be your opportunity to visit it and uh, understand it even better. Now this. Has someone in your life or an organization made strides to make your community more accessible? Or maybe you know someone who assists in the lives of those with disabilities. Recognize their hard work and commitment to improving the well-being of others by nominating them for the 2019 Athena Award. The Athena Award recognizes community members who support those with disabilities either by improving quality of life, advocating for issues, volunteering, program development, customer service, or entrepreneurship that makes a difference. For a nomination form, call the Mayor's Office at 740-592-3338 or visit the City of Athens website. Sponsored by the Athens City Commission on Disabilities. By the Reds Pick 6 Plan, presented by McDonald's and receive an exclusive oversized Joey Votto bobblehead. You can pick any six games, including fireworks Fridays and bobblehead Saturdays, while saving up to 25%. Plus, you get six McDonald's extra value meal vouchers. Be a part of the historic 150th anniversary season by purchasing the Reds Pick 6 Plan. Get yours today at reds.com slash 150. If you're looking for that special fall decoration to prepare your home for autumn, come visit us at A Work of Heart in Grand Central Mall. We are now located across from American Eagle and next to Justice. We have a great selection of lifelike fall wreaths that have signs that can be personalized with family names or just welcome to make your home warm and inviting. You can also find beautiful garlands, sprays and sprigs, sea rings, and so much more. We carry wall sconces in all shapes and sizes. Amish-made shelves ranging from 18 inches up to 4 feet. Amish-made furniture from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And furniture made in Ohio and West Virginia. We stock over 200 inspirational engraved signs that are made in West Virginia and Indiana. And don't forget our two laser engravers that can help you give some of the most unique gifts possible. Come see us today. That's a Work of Heart, Grand Central Mall, Vienna, West Virginia. And visit our website at a Work of heart.biz. Well, good morning. We have about uh, three minutes remaining. 
Um, I see that Kellyanne Conway is going to be coming uh, to Ohio to speak at a, um, what would be a GOP dinner. Um, you know, th- this is really stupid for me to say. But I think she's attractive, you know, even though I don't particularly care for her, the positions she's put in often. Anyway, um, she's going to headline this Ohio Republican Party dinner this month. Um, I think it's on September 21st, and it will occur at the convention center in Columbus. They say dinner tickets start at 60 bucks for young Republicans and 150 for others. Huh. I guess mine be 150 because I'm not young, right? That's that's my guess. Mine either. <laughs> okay. Um, Mine would be 150 too. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> Why not laugh about it, right? We we had uh, some tornadoes uh, earlier this month, right? And I guess they've finally found out a way to get some financial relief, tax relief, if you will over tornado damage that occurred here in the state. Then here I saw another item that this morning that caught my eye. It says New Zealand, right, is buying back tens of thousands of guns from its citizens, its owners. Laws banning military-style semi-automatics were rushed through after a lone gunman killed 51 people at two Christchurch mosques in March. So the, the nation has come up with a pile of money to repurchase all of these weapons they consider um, particularly dangerous. They got it done a lot faster than we did. Or will, <laughs> I should say. We haven't gotten it done at all. The only thing we've gotten done is the uh, bump stock, right? I think So far, it seems mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, folks, I like to, uh, you, you've heard me say, I like to target shoot and that sort of thing. But, I mean, I have a twenty two gauge um, simple rifle. I've got a pistol. Yeah, I've got a pistol that was my great great grandmother's. It was a thirty-two five-shot revolver. That's a, a real collector's item. Um, anyway, folks, have a wonderful day. We'll see you all over again right here on nine seventy WATH. Okay, it's ten o'clock at the tone. Real reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. After killing at least five people and swallowing up entire villages, Hurricane Dorian is finally inching away from the Bahamas and toward the U.S. southeast coast. Over the last couple hours, we're finally starting to see some of this movement, but it's not much. I mean, northwest at one mile an hour, but after sitting stationary for 24, we'll take anything we can get. Ken Graham at the National Hurricane Center. It'll go slowly for a while and eventually start getting faster and accelerate as it moves northward into the Carolinas. Charles Boney intends to ride out the storm in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. Carolina. We were here in Florence last year, so we know what we need to do and get ready for it. Hopefully, won't be as bad. Dorian is now a Category 3 storm with 120-mile-an-hour winds. Bodies brought up from the water off Southern California. The confirmed death toll, at least 25 now in yesterday's fire that consumed a scuba dive boat with dozens trapped below deck. Bob Hansen owns the boat that rescued five crew members. At first, it's, you know, like you feel helpless. But now, you know, it's settling in and, you know, it's one of those things you just can't unsee. Nine people still unaccounted for. Police in Elkmont, Alabama, say a teenager with a gun called 911 and later admitted to killing his family. 
WHNT-TV's Kelly Vaughn. The high schooler says he shot his dad, stepmom, and three siblings. We don't know yet the ages of the siblings, but we do know one was a boy and one was a girl. Deputies say they first got the 911 call last night from the 14-year-old. He initially had said he was in the basement of the home and that he heard gunshots from upstairs. A new showdown in Britain over Brexit. Two lawmakers from Prime Minister Boris Johnson's own Conservative Party. Some plan to defy his threat to fire them and vote for an opposition motion today that would bar Johnson from taking Britain out of Europe without a deal. Former Conservative Prime Minister John Majors just joined one of multiple court battles challenging Johnson's decision to suspend Parliament for most of the time before Brexit Day, October 31st. The battle over Brexit has morphed into a custody battle for British democracy. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Prince Harry, taken to task just last month for a flight aboard Elton John's private jet, is teaming up with TripAdvisor and Visa for a new initiative to raise awareness about responsible green travel. It will help make tourism work for the world. It will help strengthen communities and ecosystems for generations to come. It will turn travel into a catalyst for transformative change. Stocks headed south on the first trading day after new U.S. tariffs on products made in China. Right now, the Dow is down 239 points. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. You may not notice it's a protein bar. 